Um, I wanted to share the video first because they can explain it a lot better than I can. Um, the things that I saw, the things that we were able to do, um, it, it definitely touched my heart. Um, but first I want to start with a thank you. Um, I just wanted to thank everybody um, for all the prayers and support and encouragement, um, for financially supporting me as well. Um, and I wanted to share a verse that God laid on my heart um, about y'all. Um, Philippians 4, um, 17 through 19, are, um, it's Paul writing to the Philippians, but it almost like it, it's like he stole the words from my mouth of what I wanted to say. Um, he writes in verse 17, Not that I am looking for a gift, but I am looking for what may be credited to your account. I have received full payment and even more. I am amply supplied. Um, in verse 19, he writes, he writes, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Um, the scariest part about missions for me isn't necessarily getting on a plane for 13 hours going across an ocean. Um, it's not really going into unsafe or dangerous or unknown situations. The scariest thing for me is asking people for money. That is just terrifying. I don't know why. It just is. Um, and so that was one of my bigger fears about this is where, how am I going to get the money? Um, but I really felt God telling me, don't worry about it. Just trust me. Um, and so I did. I just gave it to him. Um, and I didn't ask, but you all gave. Um, gave so much that I had to tell people, oh, I'm covered now. Everything is provided. Um, and his words were, I have received full payment. I am amply supplied. Um, and that that is what y'all did for me. And I just wanted to say thank you. Um, but going to Bangladesh, we in America, we call it Bangladesh. Um, but they are offended by it. And which, after thinking about it, you know, we all know about the other countries, when we pronounce it from America, it's a lot different than they how they pronounce it in their own country. Um, but for Bangladesh, um, Desh means land, so it's the land of the Bangla people. If when we say Bangla, it's their word for frog, and so that's land of the frogs. Um, so it was really nice to, in our information packet that explained that, and so I could go on and start practicing in my head how to say it the right way so I didn't offend anybody there. Um, but the word that God gave me for me for the trip for the two weeks that I was there was overwhelmed. Um, it was very easy to be overwhelmed. Like she said in the video, it's the size of Arkansas with half the population of the U.S. crammed into that space. So it's very crowded. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of things happening everywhere. Um, so I was overwhelmed by sights, sounds, the people, smells, taste. Um, their foods are very spicy. They like spice in their foods. Um, and I had one of the girls that came, um, was from Alabama, went for the same trip. She, um, picked up a chili, a chili, green chili, thinking it was a green bean. Um, with that first bite, she definitely figured out that it wasn't. Um, but then also being overwhelmed by the poverty and the begging. Um, with the sounds, you could tell from the video, there was traffic constantly. Um, there, the Islamic, um, has called a prayer. It's five times a day. The first one starts at 5:30 in the morning, which will wake you up um, in the city, whether you have earplugs in or not. Um, and so, a lot of times, actually, that was two weeks. I got up the earliest that I've ever gotten up, and like stayed up. And here, I have the hardest time getting up in the morning for work. But um, 
was able to get up, and it would be quiet after the call to prayer for about an hour or so, and then the traffic starts. Um, and there's horns and whistles and the little bells on the bicycle um, everywhere constantly. It has its own language. There's a horn. They toot it like short to mean one thing that's longer and angrier sounding for another thing. Um, so I didn't understand that language, and then I didn't understand the language that the people spoke um, as well. But, you know, I was overwhelmed by those things, which are kind of negative sounding, but I was also overwhelmed by kindness and generosity. Um, the people that we went and visited them in their homes, they didn't have anything. And compared to our standards, they had absolutely nothing, but they were so ready and willing to give. Um, they wanted to feed us everywhere we went, um, even if it was just a little snack, but whatever they could give, they wanted to give to us. Um, and also overwhelmed by seeing God's hands at work. Um, we all typically know of New York traffic, whether we've been there or just seen it on TV. And it's crazy. It's terrible. It's bad. Um, now, like, multiply that times 100, and that's the traffic in Bangladesh. Um, they do drive on the other side of the road, which was weird at first. And it was a couple of times where I'm like, are we on the wrong side of the road? Um, and trying to figure out who was supposed to be where. Um but when, especially in the cities when it's super crowded, you would think there would be accidents constantly. And after a couple of days, I did start to see, like, the dents and scrapes and stuff on the sides of buses. But I also saw, like, several vehicles that had, like, nothing on them. And I was just amazed. And know that it's God's provision over it, that God has his hand there. Um, the... Statistics say that there are 87% of the population is believes in Islam and um, is Muslim, and less than 1% of their population is professed Christ as Savior. But I know that all hope is not lost. Um, I was able to see that God has not for, forgotten or forsaken them. He is alive and active in Bangladesh. Um, I was able to meet several Christians that are there, um, workers. Um, they call them the, the missionaries from America call them their national partners. And they do a lot of the ministry of going out and reaching and ministering to the people. Um, they found out, the missionaries from here actually found out that they were able to get a lot more to believe and convert to Christianity through the national partners. Because the nationals, they have that Muslim background or the Hindu background, which is another um, common religion. And so they were able to reach and minister to and know just how to minister to them better and how to say things in order for them to understand. Um, the center that she talks about, they were actually closed for Christmas break while I was there. So I wasn't able to see like the work that they were doing and the teaching and classes that were going on. But it opened up the opportunity for us to go into the girls' homes and just to visit with them and to show them that we cared enough just to come see them. Um, there wasn't like a huge purpose, like an agenda of what we were supposed to do while we were there, but it was just spending time with the girls. On Christmas Day, we met with a group of teen girls, which were not the ones that are ministered to with the center. They were um, one of the national partners works with them. Um, and we were able to use henna, which is the dye. We see it a lot in near the beach and things like that. But they use it for decoration purposes. Um, and we were able to use it to tell a Bible story. The images that we put, that we used, represented the different characters um, or the different actions, events in a Bible story. And on Christmas, we were able to use it as the Christmas, use the one for the Christmas story. And so I don't think I could tell the Christmas story now without pointing to invisible things on my hand, because that was the way we would tell it. We would show the girls 
the henna that was on our hands and we would tell them the story with it and there were angels here and there were shepherds here and then Mary and Jesus were on the middle um and so but it gave a visual aid something for them to look at and then we did it on them as well so they had something that would last for two to three weeks that they can remember you know oh they came and they shared the story and this is what the story is and this is what it means for me um and it was just really cool um and I like to say we got to see a lot of things. Um, it was more of an exposure trip just to see what God is doing there, the ministries that are being done, um, and learning about what's there so that we can bring it back and share it with others as well. Um, but it was really easy to sometimes get frustrated. And what did I actually do? I saw a lot, but what did I do? Why did God send me there? Um, and I know most of the time that I come and I speak um, here for different reasons a lot of times I share lyrics from a song um, but God speaks to me a lot through music and it was one song it's titled Oceans Um, they played on Caleb it's a really long song and they say the same things over and over again but when a lot of times God uses that to speak to me he's like you need to listen to this pay attention Um, hear it again and again but last spring the um, word started to stick to me a lot more Um, and part of it sings spirit lead me where my trust is without borders let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith would be made stronger in the presence of my savior and i felt these words tug at my heart and just create or grow um even more that longing to do something more to go somewhere um and as i was preparing to speak today um right as i was asking god for the words to say um, this song came on, um, and I don't believe in coincidences. I know it came on just to remind me and help me to get my thoughts straight. Um, and he used that song to remind me of all that led to the trip at Christmas. And to be honest, I'm still not even completely sure why um, there, and that was my big question, was why Bangladesh? I know the Lord called me there for that time, but why there, and why not somewhere else? Um, I had been looking um, last summer after going with the youth to snowboard, I started looking for a trip to do something. I knew, like, because I've been a long time without going, and I knew I needed to do more. Um, and so I was just looking at something. I was thinking about something for this upcoming summer, summer 2015, and I saw the trip. Um, and what caught my attention for it was that it was over Christmas break. I was already off of work. Um, and that it was working with teen girls. And I've been helping out with the youth group here um, for the last couple of years. But I still ask, why Bangladesh? Why so far from home? Why somewhere where I couldn't speak the language? Um, I kept asking God to just let me go back to Guatemala. Um, it's cheaper. It's closer. It's easier. I understand Spanish a lot more than I understand Bangla. Um, so it's easier to communicate. My mom would be okay with it because it's a lot closer to home and I'd been there before and she knew I would come back safe from that. Um, just overall, I kept telling him it would be better. Um, but with each excuse I came up with, he would remind me of who was in charge. Um, and then he would whisper, trust me. And so I've come to believe that that was more of the main purpose for me going there was to learn to trust him, to trust him further than I had ever trusted him before. Um, to trust him with finances, um, for the funding for the trip, to trust him with my safety, with provisions, to trust him in the unknown. But did I leave an impact? Um, did my going make a difference? And then, of course, does God ever get frustrated with my constant questioning? Um, 
you know, sometimes we should just let it go, but I keep asking questions anyway. Um, because two weeks was a short time to build relationships. Um, even if I was just with the one girl or the same small group for the whole entire week, it's still a short time to build a good relationship. And most of the time, the girls that we saw, we only got to see them once or twice. And even then, our conversations were rarely deep or profound. So what impact could I have had with them? Um, how could my brief encounter impact their soul for eternity? But then God whispered at me again, you cared. Um, as you can kind of tell from the video, I hope, that there are a lot that nobody really cares about these girls and these women. Um, and those that do help, those that do give to them when they're begging, they do it more for their own benefit as a giver. Um, the Islamic um, faith teaches that giving is part of the way that they can earn a reward and earn their way to heaven. Um, so they're required to give a certain amount. Um, and so they think that's why they're doing it. They're not doing it because they care for that person. They're not doing it because they think that person is important. Um, and so by me going, I showed them that they are important enough for me to leave the comforts of my home and travel so far away just to see them. Um, a lot when we were talking and having our conversations, they would ask where we were from, and we could tell them from the U.S. Um, and then their next question was usually, why are you here? Why did you come here? And it, the only answer we could really give them was, we came to see you. And that just completely blew them away, the fact that these complete strangers from so far away, from a place that they think is a lot better than them, than where they're at, would sacrifice time, money, effort just to come see them. Um, and then God also showed me of other ways that I can continue to impact their future by continuing to pray for them um, with the different items that they make at the center they um, each of them has a label on it or a tag that has the name of the center and then it also has the name of the girl who made it so this one here was made by Ruby um, and it's just as a reminder to continue to pray for her to, for her family um, and for the people in the work that they're doing there. Um, and another way that I, um, God showed me is by sharing with others, um, by being able to be here today and share with you. Um, God reminded me of the verses in James where he talks about, you know, being listeners and doers of the word, not just hearing, but following it as well. And, you know, how could we be a person to look in the mirror and to see our reflection and go off and forget what we look like? At the same time, how can I see um, what God showed me in Bangladesh and to come home and completely forget about it without sharing with others um, and getting others involved? Um, by myself, on my own, I can accomplish nothing. Um, but together and with the Lord's strength, power, and love through us, there can be a mighty change in many lives. Um, and so in your bulletin on the yellow page, um, as BFF Party, um, which BFF stands for Bangladesh for Faith and Freedom. Um, and it's just an opportunity. I have on there youth girls and moms, but if you're interested, come. Um, just I could talk about it all day, but I know we're getting hungry. It's getting close to lunchtime. My stomach is starting to growl. Um, so I won't keep you forever, but I could just more details about things that are going on, things that they're doing there, um, and more ways just to get involved. So if you want... Um, Feel God calling you to help more. Um, 
just different things. Um, so it's on Fe- Friday, February 20th um, at 7 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. Um, there's some different items um, that they make that if you would like to, you can donate um, and purchase. Um, just learning how to pray for them, um, how to reach them, what they're going through, um, things like that. Um, I know God's calling me to continue to go and serve him. I'm not sure where exactly. Um, I think the most popular question I've gotten since I've come back is, are you going back? And I'm like, I'm not sure yet, but I know um, that I'll continue to pray. Um, And I ask that you just continue to pray for me too as God leads me and reveals what his next plans for me are. But thank you very much for letting me come and share.